You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, and your alignment with your source. When we feel good, we give the universe an opportunity with our point of attraction to receive even more good. We celebrate who you really are and who you're becoming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of your Feel Good Sister Hour. This is Everyday Attraction. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And we're so excited that you're here with us this hour, whether you're listening to us on Unity.fm, yay, Unity Online Radio, or Stitcher, or iTunes. We welcome you all, whether you're here live with us as we're recording and uh, or you are listening to the pre-recorded. We are so happy you're here. And really, energetically... You are in the vibe with us, even if it's pre-recorded, because in this moment, we are sending you great energy of feel-good flow. Aren't we, Heather? That's what we do. Superpower. Yeah, the FGF. <laughs> the FGF, baby. The feel-good flow is coming at you, whether it's recorded or live and you're listening to us on radio or one of our podcasting partners. So we're so happy you're here. We have a great show for you this week. I'm excited about this topic and uh, we're going to hear in this hour a little bit more from Heather and her background and what she's doing in the in the wide world and how her alignment is so powerful. And uh, we're going to be talking about the 12 steps. We're going to be talking about um, the very familiar and very historically significant 12 steps. But as we do, uh, we're going to flip it on its head and talk more from an Abrahamic perspective as we love to do. So um, they recently, at one of their cruise workshops, started to talk about uh, an alternative or what would you call it, Heather, a a higher vibrating 12-step? Yeah, like I just call it the updated or the translation of the 12 steps. I like that, updated and translated. That's really good. That's exactly what it is. And um, I think I've, I've heard some of this before, but the way that they focused on this particular track that we're going to talk about today was so significant because I think, um, first of all, they got someone in the seat who knew the 12 steps really well. Um, so they could take each one uh, and really flip it uh, to be in a, in a more updated, as you say, and high vibrating perspective. So, so Heather, give us a little bit of update and, and sort of background too about how you're working with uh, with addicts and twelve steps and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I've talked about it before. I grew up with um, both my parents and both my siblings are users or substance abusers or whatever you want to call it. I try to stay away from the word addict because addict has like a connotation. Like there's all this once addict, always an addict and that kind of piece. But um, people who use substances. And so one of my passion projects is I work at Passages Malibu as a hypnotherapist. 
um, a couple days a week. And it's really for my own benefit because I wanted to move out of judgment of right, wrong, good, bad around using um, what it looks like, you know, to, and, and what's been beautiful is that I work with people who use alcohol, heroin, Xanax, Valium. I've had people addicted to Ambien or whatever. But what's neat about it is that every single person I've worked with is that they're really looking to find their feel-good flow. They really want to feel good. It's amazing how it's all the same in a way. It doesn't really matter what, like one substance is not necessarily worse than another. It's the same quest. Yeah, I mean, I probably would say I... I have my opinions about that. I think heroin is the one that has been um, the most difficult for my clients to to get out of their system, but also that piece of that fe- finding their feel good flow. They talk about that, you know, that high that feels so good. They just want to feel high again. They just want to feel high again. And so for me, it's really about like, okay, so we <clears throat> we push against. I'm I'm a rebel. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other rebels out there. But somebody says, do this, and you're like, oh, no, I think I'm going to do the other. Like, I even do it today still sometimes. I'll go, oh, I'm going to go to this location. Living in L.A., I'm always using Google um, Google Maps to see traffic and stuff to say, well, what's the best route right now? And every now and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, Google's told me to go this way. I think I'm going to go the other way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Google really doesn't have a perspective of where Google I'm at. Google <laughs> knows nothing about the traffic, and I do. <laughs> That's and, good. I make myself laugh because it's, you know, whatever. So the rebellious aspect of me is still alive. So every time I have a rebel sitting in my seat, I say, good for you. This is going to benefit you. And instead of pushing against the using or pushing against, you know, oh, I can't have this drug or I can't have this alcohol or I can't have whatever it is. I said, what if, you know, I always play the what if up game. What if you out, you out vibrated the, the, the high from that. And now you're here to experience a natural high. Go ahead. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> um, so what if you're here? What if you vibrated up and out of that old high, and now you're not able to ever feel that good again in that substance? What if you're now moving up to a natural high and a better high? You know, because that desire to feel good has expanded, and you've birthed a desire from what from knowing what you don't want. Now you know what you do want and that you've birthed the desire that's getting even bigger than you and bigger than the substance. And you can't, you know, you can't get what you want through that substance anymore. So that's one of the ways that I um, approach it. And instead of it being right or wrong or good or bad, it's more like it does it serve you right now and does it give you that same feeling you're looking for. Um, So I just love, I love busting beliefs of my own primarily, which of course helps bust beliefs of others. But to know that all those beliefs that I have in there that have no no longer serve me, they don't need to stay. They can go and I can open my mind and expand even more, even more, which to me is also raising the vibration, the frequency higher and higher and higher. I love that. And I, what I hear most clearly is is the fact that you're you know taking judgment away from the situation is so powerful as a therapist and as somebody who's a coach and a mentor, because I think a lot of times people who are substance abusers really feel the scorn of society and their family and friends as if they've really failed. 
Um, and I and I love that you're kind of starting from this premise of non-judgment and like, hey, you're just trying to find the feel good flow. <laughs> That's all. And you just happen to be finding um, and, and that how you used to find the feel good flow just isn't working anymore. But your your intuitiveness to find the feel good flow is actually really good. Does that make any sense? That's exactly what I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah. That's the, that's the uh, essence. That's the uh, boil it down to. I mean, and so go ahead. It's it, well for me. Um, and I teach the Abraham work, the emotional guidance system. I call it the emotional GPS and how to get out of judgment and just to feel the feelings. And a lot of them don't know what they feel at all. They're really like a, a lot of clients will say, I know one feeling anger. That's my feeling. I know that one. I'm like, okay. So are you open-minded checking out some others? And they're like, I guess, but I don't really know what to expect. (laughs) That uncertainty. Yeah. Which is kind of like painting with one color. So I always say, well, you know, there's the the four primary colors. If you only had one, it'd be hard to blend with another color to make multiple colors. (laughs) Exactly. So let's let's get our paints out and let's have some fun with this. And so I really try to have fun with it. It's it's definitely – it's definitely on the leading edge for me because my passion is working with businesses and um, leaders and holding space for leaders to step into their power. That's my passion. So this is my cathartic, you know, um, help myself kind of. Because I know we'd say in Abraham words, we don't talk about being a healer or healing because there's nothing ever, there's nothing broken or wrong that needs to be healed. So that's why I don't look at it like there's a problem or there's an addiction or anything. It's more like, let's bring you present. Let's, let's blend your spirit and your body, your spirits out there making big things happen. And your body just hasn't quite caught up with it yet. So I'm here to help you do that. Bridge the gap. I love that. And really what I see that is, you know, it's, this is your gift to the world. Um, and I know you're gifted in how you work with business owners and CEOs, but I see that you, you have just such a clear understanding of this world and by helping these people and being so, I mean, again, crystal clear and no wiggle room on your perspective is such a gift to them. Um, and hopefully anyone who, who is listening to the show that has substance abusers in their lives or, or, or abusers themselves, we just hope that this whole hour is one big soothe fest where nothing has gone terribly wrong in the sense that the contrast is serving you, serving us, whether you are living with or associated with someone who's a substance abuser or are one. Uh, we want to trust the process. You know what I ha- and I've worked, you know, with a lot of people who struggle with these issues and have had bouts of my own life where I felt out of control around certain substances. And here's what I love about us, because we are a tribe. Let me tell you. Um, here's what I love about us. We will go to any length to feel good, even if it's <laughs> extreme and crazy. And so there's in a way we kind of want to pull back and see that, the, again, that that core push that core need to feel good is a is really it really means that spirit is is very much infused in working with us because we are here to feel good people i mean like it or not that is that is the intention of the universe is for us to have that feel good flow um but what i i think is so amazing about those who've fallen into substance abuse is we're really dedicated to feeling good i mean we'll give about we'll give up just about everything to feel good. And there is, there's something about that. If we do a pancake flip, if we do a living on the flip side from the Abrahamic perspective, that's really a highly evolved place 
to be so dedicated to the feel good flow. Um, what, what we want to do with this updated 12 steps is realize that the extent to which you might have been going to get the feel good flow is no longer necessary. You don't have to go to the substance. It really never was going to give you what you needed completely. And here is a new path, like you say, with the emotional guidance system, a new path to really find that, um, that feel good flow in a way that's going to blow all the substances uh, away. I mean, they're, they're, there's not going to compare to getting in alignment with source. And I think as, and I, I understand, you know, with heroin, having had some addicts in my life, I get that that's the hardest one, but you know why I think it's the hardest one? Cause I think it's the drug that gives you the most bliss uh-huh. and, the, and the least resistance. And so ironically, it, I think it's the toughest one to kick because it's probably as close to being um, aligned. <laughs> Crazy. No, I had a guy sit in my chair last week and in hypnosis. And after the hypnosis, he said, that's the closest I've ever felt to being high on heroin in my life. He's without the heroin <gasps> was my, my hypnosis. <laughs> oh my God. I just and got I was, chills. That's awesome. And I said to him, I said, and the side effects are relaxation, sleep <laughs> deeper. You know, there's no, because the other thing, you know, play hard, work hard, that old philosophy there's a lot of people that come in on heroin. That that detox is nasty as far as yeah, you know their bones are hurting and their bodies in pain and they're it's just it's you know they're dope sick they're nauseous they're you know it's intense and so I said well you know your body can make better drugs than any lab can you know um, so I think it's just kind of fun to say how what if I let my body create my feel good flow? What if I let my endorphins and serotonin and oxytocin and all these like really yummy chemicals be created right here in this miracle that I have that I'm living in, in the shell of my body? That's so great. I really got for the first time this idea that substance abuse is really an artificial way to try to feel good and, and eventually the body will reject it because it's artificial. Where yeah. where in alignment and connection to source and really allowing the true connection to your higher being is the natural uh, way for you to, to feel that same relief and that same bliss. And I do love talking about the side effects of that natural connection because it's good relationships. It's good um, working opportunities. It's you finding your passion and being able to bring it into the world. It's you being fully you. So the side effects of, <laughs> of quote unquote, of this type of practice are extraordinary, not only for the individual, but for the planet as a whole. And I just kind of got that artificial natural. This is really the organic way to feel high. Um, yep. And the, the synthetic way to feel high is no longer serving anyone. So, um, well, this is a great setup for what we will do in this hour is go through the 12 steps and basically walk through what Abraham has talked about in, in what the true uh, kind of intention with each step is and how to see it from the flip side, from that holistic, um, broader notion. Um we have just about a minute before we're going to take a break. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll start paying this track. We may end up going two shows on this because it's so beefy and there are 12 steps. But let's see how far we get. And we're so happy that you're here. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. And we'll be back right after the break.
Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters, Ray and Heather. It's time to feel good and allow all that has already been given. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. As you just heard, we're on Unity Online Radio and all the other sources that pick up uh, this show. We're so happy that you're here. Our show today is focused on the 12 steps, but seeing it from the Abrahamic perspective, see it from that broader notion. And we're so fortunate to have Heather to guide us uh, through this because she has such day-to-day experience um, understanding this whole uh, this whole under this whole thought system and the whole twelve step movement, which I'm really grateful for. I mean, I I really see that it, it's such a natural part of our expansion, and and I really honor. I want to say I really honor that program as it is today, and for the majority of people, I know that it has saved a lot of lives. Um, and there's more, and that's really what we're talking about to, on today's show, the and more. But before we get back to that topic, I really would love to uh, remind everyone to check out our website at everydayattraction.com. We have lots of exciting things going on on the website. Most exciting is the ability for you to book a session with Heather. That's at the top of our page, book a session. And um, as we had mentioned in the first part of our show, Heather's real expertise is with business owners and CEO and leaders in business. So if that's you or someone that you're wanting to become, we highly recommend you booking a session for a real feel-good flow opportunity for Heather to work with you one-on-one to find out where your flow business is. Um, There's special offers on the website, so we really encourage you to book it today. And talking about natural highs, I also want to do a quick shout out to our essential oil page um, and our blog, which talks about how we can use the non-resistant high vibing energy of plants uh, to be able to really stay in our feel good flow. And my, I'm most excited about the emotional aromatherapy kit that, uh, that we are experimenting with and having fun with. And I know many of you have stepped up and, and ordered some oils and are having some lovely results with those. So we encourage you to check out our feel good products page and our blog. I'll be uh, posting more this week about the emotional aromatherapy and how we can use essential oils to help us move up that emotional scale. So again, that's all on our website at everydayattraction.com. Now back to our topic. So Heather, where do we want to start? Should we listen to a little bit of the track and then um, and talk a little bit about how we flip it? Yeah, we could do that. I was just thinking <laughs> before uh, we broke about, you know, alignment is the new heroin. <laughs> alignment is the new alcohol alignment is the new math alignment is the new food even you know because there's a lot of us that abuse multiple things alignment alignment is the new sugar (laughs) i love that 
Um, I think that's good. That's a bumper sticker. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, let's go through the 12 steps. I mean, I, I think it would be great to just listen to them. And like I say, you know, we might end up doing this for two shows, but I think let's see how far we get because each step is so rich and so much um, building on the one before. So here we go. I do have another question. That's a similar question. I'm in recovery myself from addiction and got involved in 12-step fellowships. And I listened to your I have benefited myself from contrast in my own life Mm -hmm. that produced a desire for me that is serving me extremely well. Because the word recovery makes you look back before you have recovered. But when you appreciate this blessed contrast that puts you in that place of desire, it's a nice thing. You'll be able to help a lot of people because you've been where they are. Just don't go back to where they are in order to validate that because that'll trip you up. Be very brief about that. I get it. I know that. I've been there. But I'm looking forward forward for myself and forward for you we cut you off right in the middle of a sentence that's okay with Um, powerful and deliberate intent which is sort of what we want you to do with them i listened to your teachings on the 12-step fellowships and i understand what you're saying that there is or there does seem to be an unnecessary focus on the negative in them And I guess what I sort of wanted was, because I like the structure and the regularity and the actual fellowship side of things, meeting, you know, the same people at the same time on a regular basis. And I'm sort of wanting to have that in a different sort of context. People like steps. They've just pestered us for step four and five recently. So people like steps. But do you have a sort of template? Do you know what those 12 existing steps are? Yes. What's the first one? Well, I was actually more interested in the 12 steps that you suggest to after. Well, we're going to give you 12 steps, but we're going to bounce off the 12 you've already got. And you're in a place that you can hear it. So Mm -hmm. what is the first step? We admitted we were powerless over our addiction and our lives had become unmanageable. a long time ago. It feels to be going along. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's not a long time ago. It's being regurgitated all over the planet every day. So here's what we would say instead of that. The powerlessness I feel is temporary and caused by something I have power over. And then if you want a little extension of that, My source sees me where I am and sees me not powerless. But because my opinion is different from the source within me, that results in the powerlessness I feel. It isn't valid and it is temporary. Oh my. Oh my. So good. So good. So let's, let's start there. Step one in the traditional 12 step is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or whatever the substance is and that our lives had become unmanageable. Didn't you love their sort of complete stop of, (laughs) they didn't even like, oh my God, that's so far down the road of it all. (laughs) And that's just step one. (laughs) That's just just the premise. (laughs) That's the hole we dug ourselves. Now we're going to dig it ourselves out, you know? Yeah, it it is overwhelming. And I think, I think that's actually why so many people um, 
even stay using longer than they might want to because they do believe that, that I'm powerless over it and my life's unmanageable. So might as well go have another drink, you know, yeah. like it, <laughs> it's not very motivational. It's true. So let's talk about the Abraham flip side living uh, way that they see this. We'll read this and talk about it. The powerlessness I feel is temporary and caused by something I have power over. Wow. That's a real flip. Mm -hmm. This idea of temporary is really powerful because I think it's this idea that I can never recover from this that's debilitating, you know? Absolutely. Because it's, and that's the judgment. It's labeling you as you are an addict, always an addict, you know, once an addict, always an addict, forever you'll be an addict. And I have um, this really cute girl who's 20 and she's like, you know, I've been using heroin for five years and I want that to be the end. And when I'm 40, I don't want to still identify as a heroin addict, you know, because that was for five years, you know, 20 years ago kind of thing is what she wants. You know, she doesn't want to have that label just carry on throughout her life. And why should we? Everything's temporary. There is no there is no past that has anything to do with the present, really, because each thing is a separate incident. The only way that they're all connected is by us connecting them ourselves in our own mind. It's so powerful. And in that first part of that segment, they were actually talking about, well, the problem is there's so much looking back mm -hmm. in this process. And the, you really need to look forward. Um, and the the thing I tell my clients all the time is if it were it if it were as if you were driving a car instead of looking out the front windshield you're driving the car looking out the rearview mirror. Yeah. How far are you going to get? You know, <laughs> it's going to be a real problem. Real it's problem. It's going to be a real problem. Yeah. But I also honor the fact that we do like steps. Um, so it's not like we want to throw the steps out. The steps are important. Um, for building blocks, but to really see this from the broader perspective is powerful. So the other thing that they had said in step one here is my source sees me where I am and sees me not powerless, but because my opinion is different from source within me, the result I have is powerlessness. It isn't valid and it's temporary. Oh my God. I think we're going to have to do 12 shows. I think we have to do one show on each step. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's really powerful. What's your thinking Well, and there? that's what, I mean, for me, my source sees me where I am and sees me not powerless. Um, that's what I think, whether if people are listening to the show or have ever used a substance before in their life or not, it's so powerful. My source sees me where I am and sees me not powerless. Our source only sees us as light. There is no source of darkness when we experience darkness, it's as if it's because we walked so far away from the light, we could no longer see it. But our source, my source, your source, everyone's source only sees us at where we are and not powerless. What a significant moment of, of really healing in that sense, because if you've come from the places I've screwed up, I am, I'm a screw up, I come from a whole lineage of screw ups. Yeah. Um, this is just my my lot in life. I mean, boy, talk about debilitating, debilitating. But when you come from this idea like, oh, wait a second, my source sees me as powerful. I've just veered away from that. And therefore, a lot of the negative emotion that I'm feeling, which is sending me to the substance to get relief, is not valid. Right. Right. So if I get this kind of real aha moment where I see that I am not flawed, and that source sees me as really pure light, pure goodness, pure love, 
Suddenly, I'm not so thirsty or hungry or needing to escape from how I'm feeling. Right, because we're getting the validation from source that we were looking for outside of ourselves our whole lives. Damn, that's really good. All right, let's do step two. Here we go. Oh, wait, no, oh, oh, I'm not done. You're not done. Oh, goody. <laughs> we gotta, no, we got to go over the second part. So the second part is because my opinion is different from the source within me that results in the powerless I feel. So why you feel powerless is because your source sees you one way, you see yourself another way, and the gap between the two is the powerlessness. So I just want to make sure that we realize that anytime we're down in the dumps, it's because we are seeing ourselves differently than the source sees us. And so it just feels yucky to see things, to be separated from source in that space. Yeah, it kills, it really kills um, the high. (laughs) And that's, and that's the mind, that's the mind. And that's when I, I teach all my clients, like your mind can play tricks on you. Um, don't believe anything you think, you know, because you can think yourself into a tizzy. So that's when we want to leave our mind and go into our sensation. And that's why we have the 18 second vacation and a bunch of different exercises because we are overthinkers and under feelers, um, oftentimes. And that's why we use in the first place is because we want to feel good. Um, but I think what's important here is that you don't need, it's just a belief that you're powerless and it's not real. It's just a belief it's not real. And the source, what source believes about us is real. And you deserve to feel good. See, I think that that's also a cultural meme that's out there too, is that you don't deserve to feel good. And actually it's the opposite. You do deserve to feel good. It is your natural state. It's who you really are. And I love the fact that all negative emotion, it tells us that we have veered slightly from the perspective of source and that's going to be painful, hence the negative emotion. Um, you know, worry, mm-hmm. doubt, fear, anxiety, they're not fun. They're not enjoyable experiences, but that's only because we have veered from the bliss state, the true alignment state that says, I love you. You're amazing. Anything that you want, everything that you want is here for you. Infinite intelligence is at your back. I think because we have such a huge entourage and such an amazing, um, infinite intelligence surrounding us it's why the negative emotions take our breath away and it's why we think we have to go eat something smoke something drink something to feel better so it you know from the mechanics of it it's really quite beautiful um but we have to understand it's not valid and it's and it's temporary at best you know Mm -hmm. it's good it's good should we go to step two ah I yes. know, I'm telling you, we could, we could, we could build entire shows around every step, but let's see how we go. Here's step two from our Abrahams. Here we go. So what's the second step? We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Ah, well, we sort of put that in the first step there a little bit, didn't we? So step one and step two aren't so far off as they currently exist. Just don't muddle around in step one too long even as it currently exists and get to the second one which is said again we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity i know that my inner being is aware of me and offering clarity and assistance at all times Ooh, that's our favorite step so far what's the third step 
<laughs> That's our favorite step so far, too. Let's talk a little bit about that one. <laughs> you know, what I think is interesting about step two is it, it's really it's it's moving toward more of that alignment perspective. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And, and Abraham is sort of layering that a little bit more with, I know that my inner being is aware of me and offering clarity and assistance at all time. I mean, that's a pretty big sea change. You know, in the sense mm-hmm. that people who, who have not really felt that, you know, being deserving of that kind of attention, especially from something as big as the universe and you know yeah well and i think the difference between we came to believe and i know you know a knowingness is so different than a like hopefulness yeah um and so i i think that for those of us that are wondering you know is my inner being aware of me and is my inner being offering clarity and assistance at all times now you can claim it and just say yep i know it is it is so I know it. I know that my inner being is aware of me. Um, I think what's so exciting in this perspective is stepping into saying yes to that communication, saying yes to the resources of source that have been there all the time, always, always. And now by accepting it and stepping into the I know, you're going to be even more available to their very subtle and sometimes more profound um path along the way. I mean, intuition can be subtle. There is some quietness. There's some quieting of the mind, as you mentioned before, in order to get intuitive hits and clarity. And, you know, what I love about the subtlety of our conversation with source is that it's so much in the body and in our emotions on uh, where to shift, where to turn. And I, I think what's, what, happens in this second step if you can step into the I know is a whole language opens up with source don't you think like oh. yeah well and I, I think it's just this piece of desiring for more connection to our inner being because sometimes we're expecting some big thing to happen I, I, I crack myself up because um we want something big. We want to win the lottery. We want to get a new house. We want to, you know, meet the love of our life or something that are maybe once in a lifetime things, but we live every single moment of every single day. So (laughs) really all of life is about the little, little, little things. And so just allowing ourselves to be open to the inner being and, and asking for the inner being to show up and feel that awareness and look for the subtleties is a big step by itself. Absolutely. Well, we got to take a break. We're only at step two, but don't worry. We're going to get through all of them. Stay tuned. You'll be right back with your feel good sisters after the break. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, 
Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. To learn more about Ray and Heather, check out their website at everydayattraction.com or email us at everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.org. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to the show. I am really loving this topic. I just think it is so powerful. We're talking about the 12 steps, but we're talking about an elevated, new, clear understanding from the Abrahamic perspective of what each step could mean. And not only in in healing of those who have substance abuse issues, but boy, anyone, anyone can take on these 12 steps and uh, whatever ails you, boy, is going to start to clear up pretty quickly because these are truth statements. And, um, you know, we talked before the break about this language that opens up when we uh, really know that our inner being is aware of us and that there is clarity being offered and there is assistance being offered. And I know you had mentioned that, you know, oftentimes the people you work with are sort of only dealing with anger and maybe powerlessness and back to anger again. And I would imagine it's pretty exciting when they start to paint with more of those emotional colors that even go to hopefulness and all those kinds of things that that could be pretty exciting. Yeah, they actually know mostly 21 and 22 fear, um, fear, insecurity, guilt, shame, um, powerlessness. You know, those are the things that they say they live that Mm. range. So when I work with them to get even up to anger, it feels good. So to move from 21, 22 up to 17, which is anger, that feels great. So it's that's probably why they actually like being angry when they're angry because it feels so much better than being depressed and in despair and that kind of, you know, lower. Absolutely. And if anyone is interested in actually seeing the emotional guidance system, it's in the very first book that the Abrahams published called Ask and It Is Given. Um, and it's really a fantastic guide. It, it is timeless in, in the ability to kind of know what's possible and how those energy levels are moving us up closer and closer to being more in alignment with source and therefore being able to access the resources of source. Nothing like having infinite intelligence along for the ride. But I think um, that emotional guidance system is, is really exceptional because you can, you know, you can't know where you're going unless you sort of see a little bit where you are. Um, and, and be able to move up incrementally. I do love the subtleness of this language. It, it is not, like you say, a big quantum leap. It's, it's subtle but profound, and, um, and that's the thrill of it too, is, is being able to really start to speak that emotional language. All right, we're going to jump into step three and see how far we get. Here we go. We made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. I like being in vibrational alignment with the source within me so that I can hear the guidance that is constant. What's the fourth? This is where 
right, let's stop and talk about that one. Beautiful. So again, the third step made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And the Abrahamic, um, the upgrade is I like being in vibrational alignment with source, with the source within me so that I can hear the guidance that is constant. What are your thoughts about that one? Uh, I get goosebumps because that's the ultimate being in vibrational alignment with source. And we are always looking outside of ourselves for some level of validation. But when we're in vibrational alignment, that we hear that guidance that's constant. It doesn't, it doesn't leave us. So it's, it's so soothing. This, to me, this step three is so, so soothing. Whereas the first, you know, with the, um, the initial step, um, make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. It's kind of um, daunting, like, ooh, I'm making this decision. I hope it works. Like, here's my life. Let me hand it to you. Yeah, <laughs> I right. Give, I, I take my life away from me and give it to you. You know, it's it's very, I, I would have, I mean, I would have a hard time with step three if I was in that other thing. <laughs> in that, yeah, but, it's very hierarchical. It's like, yeah, this, this energy knows more than you, so just give it up, turn it yeah. over. Um, remember you're powerless, where the upgrade is, I like being in vibrational alignment with source. Um, I like being able to hear that. And it's a choice I make every day, every day. Right. And it, 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 it gives us ownership of ourselves, of the source within us, because the first part is I have to give up, give up myself to something else. And this is I get to be myself with you, source, who is you, which is us, you know, like it's this co-create, it's co-creation. It feels so much more fun to do things co-creatively than it is to just be all by yourself and then hand yourself over to somebody else and say, okay, you're now, my life is now in your hands, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, step three really becomes claiming one's power Mm -hmm. um, rather than, and then acquiescing to a power. Um, that's a very different, talk about an upgrade. I mean, that's like a very different vibration completely. And, um, the idea that we're skilled at hearing the guidance of source and that it's constant, it never goes away. I think many of us, you know, feel like this, this thing where, oh, you know, our ship came in and I wasn't listening and I blew it. Right. Um, and I love that in this step, they talk so clearly about the fact that the guidance is constant. It's never going away. You can't get it wrong because you never get it done. Um, there's a real soothing here and a real kind of stepping back and relaxing. Um, and there's a confidence there that is so powerful and so different than if you've been in the mode of powerlessness. You know, wow, what a different way to wake up. Mm-hmm. So good. All right, let's go on to step four. We have some more time here, so here we go. Let's start to get a little negative. Some step one. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory. What? We made a searching and fearless moral inventory. Well, here's the key to this. If it is a fearless moral inventory, then you can't look into places that don't feel good. Because fear is only present when your opinion is different from the source within you. So let's make our step four say, I mean to see myself and where I am through the eyes of source. And when I feel fear, I know I've deviated from the opinion of source about me. Therefore, I intend to look at myself in a fearless way 
for in looking at myself in a fearless way, I know I am in alignment with the opinion that Source has about me. And the inventory that Source is taking about me is that I am worthy. That's our favorite step so far. What's step five? <laughs> this is a big one. This is really interesting. Um, oh. Yeah, because here's the thing about a moral inventory. Um, first of all, you know, if you really truly did a moral inventory fearlessly, you would not look into places that don't feel good. But that's kind of the opposite of what happens in the fourth step. It ends up being mm -hmm. a real dumpster dive. Yeah. But there's resolve. Yes. We can see ourselves through the eyes of source. And so I just love if if we could I love that statement when they say if you saw us the way we saw you, you would never even ever, you know, worry about anything. But I love just even having the opportunity to see myself through the eyes of source. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty magnificent. So the Abraham flip on step four for the moral inventory is I mean to see I mean to see myself and where I am through the eyes of source. And when I feel fear, I know I have deviated from the original opinion of source about me. Therefore, I intend to look at myself in a fearless way. For in looking at myself in a fearless way, I know I am in alignment with the opinion of source about me. And the inventory that source is taking, which is really the most important inventory, is that I am worthy. I am worthy. Woo. So basically, the bottom line is just know that you're worthy and nothing else really matters because we don't need to go through an inventory of ourselves and look at what's wrong. <laughs> right. Because... As we know, and as Abraham tells us all the time, what are you broadcasting? And, you know, they talk about how we have this, talk about an addiction. We have this addiction to what is. Um, and so what, when we kind of look at what's happened and we look at what is, we just sort of broadcast like a, a signal, like give me more of this, give me more of this. So from just a practical standpoint, it makes no sense whether you're an addict or not to tell stories that don't feel good. Um, we've, we talk about this on the show all the time and we have for years um, that you, you really have to be aware of the stories you're telling because you're beaming, you know, again, it's not personal. It's just the mechanics of the universe. You're beaming out an energy that says I'm fearful or I'm powerless or I'm poor or I'm etc. And the universe just gently says, well, here's more of that. Um, it's again, it's not personal. It's just the science of it. So what we want to look at is, you know, what happens when I don't deviate from the opinion of source? What happens when I actually step more fully into that? And how am I broadcasting now? How am I, what is coming to me now because of that broadcast? And it, and you step away from, and this is where the, our culture gets a little crazy, right? Because our culture is very obsessed with what is. And not only with what is, the history of what is. So we celebrate the history of what is. What was. Or what was. What was is yeah. now part of what is. <laughs> yeah. And we what just. What was is. Yeah. Beat the drum, beat the drum. And so I do want to say that, you know, it's, and I think you've talked about this before, Heather, too, is that sometimes it can be helpful to sort of go back and clear the decks or go back and sort of explore something, but not for very long and not as a way to really get the answer because the answer is not down there. Um, it's more about just starting from now and moving on from this different perspective. So, I mean, is there some benefit in, 
in a moral inventory? Well, there's there's benefit in in relapse, let's say, because um, <clears throat> if you're not really sure and you you go, well, let me just try this one more time. You know, let me just go get that one last high or whatever. A lot of times that's when the turning point happens where it's like, you know, I did do it again and I really get why I don't want to now. Yeah. Even that, stronger, yeah. even clearer. Yeah. So that's the other piece about the no judgment and seeing yourself through the eyes of source. I, source doesn't care if you do it one time or five times or 10 times more or a million times more. It doesn't matter. The, what matters is what serves you. And, and when you're seeing yourself through the eyes of source, is that the activity you would actually take? Right. It does. It's a good perspective in that sense. But this idea of, of really understanding that you're broadcasting from now forward, that nothing that happened in the past is going to be relevant unless you bring it into the now. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really challenging because I think in our culture and in our consciousness, we're so much about who we have been. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. And I think one one part of addiction and and the whole sort of culture around substance abuse is the fact that it's something that it came from my father, it came from my ancestors, this this sort of understanding of, um, hey, this is just handed down in history, where nothing that is handed down in history as we're seeing now with some of the new gene therapies and some of the new understanding of our molecules is like, you, you can turn that around too. Right. <laughs> um, because if it's not in the moment, it doesn't have power over you. Um, when it just shows you how powerful your mind is and that you are the keeper of your mind and you need to, you know, kind of um, watch over the, the, the places that your mind takes you. <laughs> Yeah, I really love what you said about being aware that we're overthinking and underfeeling and, and to really move to that place of of more feeling and just letting in the feeling of I am worthy is such a sea change for anyone who's who's been dealing with substance abuse. I mean, that alone is like, oh, I mean, gates open, you know, just to bask in the feeling of worthiness, not even just I am worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy as a statement. That's lovely. But the feeling of I am true. <laughs> truly, truly worthy of all that I've asked for, of all that I am, of, of this infinite intelligence, of the gaze of source. I am worthy of this um, commingling of the extension of, of this source. That's, I, I don't know, that's just huge. Yeah, um, it is huge. And there's nothing you need to deser- do to deserve to be worthy. There's not like, if you do this, then you're worthy. Or if you don't do this, then you're not worthy. It's more like, you're worthy because you chose to be in the world. Like you chose a body, so therefore you're worthy. Yeah. It's your birthright. It's your birthright. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think this piece, like I know AA has a lot to do with um religion and stuff. And I think this this is the piece where I think religion oftentimes strays us away. If we're told as a kid, you know, you were born a sinner. <laughs> exactly. Because you were born, you are a sinner. Then it's hard to get to I am worthy because I am born. You know, it's just a far step. Right. And we get to clear those decks through this process. And, and oftentimes, it is through addiction and through some of the source substance abuse that we do actually come to God. So the, the, the true source of our inner being. And so in a way, all that this contrast has really served us well. 
um, because we get the worthiness like we've never gotten it before, like we could never get it before. Um, and, and it's interesting how we come to that play. So we've actually come to the end of our hour. And so we got to step four, which is exciting because, uh, we hope you'll all come back and listen to our next show because we'll continue to make our way through these new updated high vibing 12 steps of the Abrahams. And we're grateful. And I'm so grateful for you, Heather, and bringing your knowledge and understanding of this. It's, I think it gives a, a, a real world deep, um, perspective. And I, I appreciate you sharing that expertise with us so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for you to be here to broadcast this, our finding our feel good flow out to the world. And so it's just beautiful. Thank you so much. All is well. Feel good, sister. Feel good, sister. See you all next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters, Ray and Heather. Join them every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Bring more appreciation into the world. Send a card of appreciation and gratitude today. Sendoutcards.com slash attraction. the key to happiness. Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real, be vulnerable, be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
the benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When we say we are entitled to miracles, we are saying that we are entitled to love. We are entitled to have peace of mind and live a peaceful existence. Many times, though, we do not experience our lives this way. We seem to struggle for just one glimmer of happiness, no matter how fleeting it may be. You can change that right here and right now. Say to yourself, I am entitled to miracles because it means that you are entitled to complete peace of mind because of who you are as created by the source of love. By asking for miracles, you are asking for your true self to be revealed to you. You are indeed entitled to miracles. This message was brought to you by Rev. Deb Phelps, host of Entitled to Miracles. Learn more from Rev. Deb on her Entitled to Miracles podcast. Episodes available on unityonlineradio.org and on iTunes. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Holy shot, holy shot.